I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I'm joined by none other than Dr. Tara, everybody. Woo! Hello. Hello, babe. How are you? Orgasmic? How are you? Oh, she's fucking not messing around. Straight in. <laughs> exactly what it says on the tin. I'm okay. I'm doing all right. Struggling to get back into a routine. Feeling a bit squidgy around the midsection. No, I should probably stop eating cheese, but fucking really don't <laughs> want to. Like, all of those things. But I mean, you look like you're in a very different place to me. Yeah, I mean, I've had multiple orgasms since the year started. Uh, I did vision board. Which is amazing. Um, had you know a nice lunch with my girlfriends. I feel like I've uh, I'm having a good 2024 so far. Yeah. My New Year's Eve was uh full of action, so I'm trying to take it easy. Oh, it, when you say action, like if I, for example, was like, oh, my New Year's Eve was wild. Like I would have probably chinned a family sized shepherd's pie with Urkan and then done some sort of Netflix binge um, and ended up with a pot belly in bed by half 11. But something tells me when you say yours was like action packed, you're not talking about a family sized bag of Doritos, are you? What happened? <laughs> Um, it's a little bit, uh, <laughs> did you say a pack of Doritos? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the Doritos. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe a little bit more squirty, a little bit less fartsy. <laughs> well, I started my New Year's Eve day because, you know, like 2023 was a really big year for me. Um, I did a lot of like my first, right? Um, and you know, first time is always like a, a great time. Exciting. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I did my first. I, I was on Celebs Go Dating, had so much fun and, you know, got a book deal. And so I feel like we should end the year with a bang. But yeah. I also, I'm a fan of mindfulness and reflection. So what we decided to do was for dinner, we attended this naked dinner. No. So hang on. Was everybody, was everybody close off or was it just like the stuff? Everybody, including the chef. Fuck off. Surely that's a health and safety hazard, mate. If you get hot oil on your toucher, you're done for. It's LA, baby. <laughs> I would be fuming if there was a pube in my soup. I would she be did livid. not have big pubes. Like, she did not have a bush. She, I think it's she not. shaved for the courtesy of the night. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I know not a lot of people rock a big beef anyway these days, but she's probably, that's probably like 
occu- well, you, you couldn't get them burnt or trapped or caught in anything. I feel mm-hmm. like occupational hazard if you had a big bush as a naked chef. Everyone was naked. Everyone from like the host to the safety guard person to yeah. the chef and then everyone attended. So, so did it was you just it's call called... it. Did you go in like big courts or something and then just yes. them up? Oh, okay. Got yes. Very sexy. Um, it's called the food experience, F-U-D-E, which is like mixed nude and food, which is, ah, I thought was really cute. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So it's a food experience and you, yeah, you wear, you wear whatever you want and you get in. The first thing you do is you take all your clothes off and put it on a hanger and leave your clothes at the racket. And then... You walk in and everyone, so I walked in, there was already like about 10 people. Everyone was already naked. It's a mix of women and men of all body sizes, which was just beautiful to see people being vulnerable and not caring and not sexualizing bodies because sexualizing comes later. (laughs) But it's dinner for Christ's sake. We got to not sexualize stuff for once. Yeah, don't jump the gun. Scrum no no yeah so so we were all naked and you know we started the dinner with breath work have you tried breath work yeah so one of my pals is like banging uh, like you know the wild swimming and the ice baths and fucking yes, yes. meditation and she's harping on about breath work all the time honestly it's not that i'm skeptical at all it's that i just physically I, I would prioritize other things over that. Like I'm really busy and yeah. stressed out, but I know potentially I would be less busy and stressed out if I learned to do breath work. So it's kind of a catch-22. Do please tell us about it because I'm always open to new exciting things. And yeah, so I'm a fan. Having dinner naked, which is <laughs> not like... I mean, we were all naked, right? So it's like, you know, what's... Like, nothing can be more vulnerable than being naked, but try doing like kind of moaning grunting breath work next to a naked person <laughs> right Is next to a naked person stop it Nick. so you no, we really were all going you know boundaries like for legit 20 minutes <laughs> and uh, yeah Everyone, like men, women, you know, we were all doing that for 20 minutes. But you know, the one thing is I love breath work because it allows for me to think about nothing else but being there. Does it, mate? And like, how does that work? Because obviously as, so like, I don't know if you've noticed, you've spoken for about six minutes. I'm really neurotic. I'm like always doing like three, four things at once. Like, I think if I was to allow myself time to sit down and just focus on breathing, like I'd be like, what are you doing? You're so self-indulgent. You wanker. Get up. You breathe all the time. Like fucking go and empty the dishwasher or walk your dogs or like do a pocket. Do you know, I think I, so what, what is the benefits and how do you manage to just switch your mind off? Cause I think, I don't think I'd be able to. Yeah. Well, there are lots of benefits. Like it calms down your nervous system. It allows you to be present and practice mindfulness, which then like contributes to a lot of psychological mm-hmm. well-being, but as well as sexual well-being. Um, breathing through your nose goes directly to your sexual organ. So for men yes. that experience erectile dysfunction, what they should do instead of taking a Viagra is breath work. That's really interesting. I had no idea. So obviously when you're overexerted or you're getting excited, which normally related to sexual intercourse and stuff, I I don't I go to instantly I go to pure mouth breather. I'm like <laughs> like straight away. And I'm assuming that's not that uncommon. So that's probably have a, has a real detrimental effect on 
the boner. <laughs> the boner. I, want, I, I love the accent. The boner. the boner. I wanted it to be more professional, but sadly I'm really uncomfortable and that's all that came to mind. <laughs> it's okay. Bo- boner works. <laughs> I apologize. Boner. boner. Yes. I feel like you um, should have a sweatshirt. You should sell sweatshirts that says boner. Like B O N A. I've gone it, so B-O-N-A-A-H. red. Tara, I've gone so red. Okay, so let's move off the boner. But explain. Oh, yes. So you like we did breath work, uh, and then then we did vision uh, vision board, and we all shared, and then we ate dinner, and it was a very beautiful, mindful experience. And we did that till almost ten, and then we left, and we changed, and then we went to a sex party. Wild, mate. Fucking hell. It's really pissing all over my New Year's Eve, this mate. Um, So, right, as if that wasn't sexy enough, fucking getting the old naked chef to serve you creme brulee, we are now at an official sex party. So this one is a very, um, dare I say, like elite. It's it's very expensive to go. Um, You pay, you have to apply to get in. I applied a few months ago. Um, you apply as a couple and then you get in for women, you can apply and get in for free. Oh, okay. No single men, no single men. Okay. Fair enough. No single men. Or if they're single, they have to come with a, a a woman partner. So, so that the ratio is always more women than men. So as a couple, we went together, my husband and and your husband. Yeah. Yes, me and my husband went together. So I wore a coat and I wore, I actually wore like a nice um cocktail dress because it's the New Year's Eve yeah. black tie party. But as soon as I got there, so they locked our phones um, and then we walked in. Half the women were already naked. So I was like, I am way overdressed in this freaking cocktail dress. I was going to wear a gown because they said black tie. But I guess these for these women, black tie means naked. But then so- I suppose... They they might have gone really smart like you, but just ditched it ASAP. I reckon in those what, kind of situations. What would you have worn to a black tie party? Oh no, I would I would have been exactly the same as you. I would have gone balls <laughs> to the wall. I would have been like really fancy. But yeah, then, I think maybe it's like they just discard it straight away so they can get down to business. You know, clothes <laughs> just get in the way, don't they? But it's not even midnight yet. <laughs> Fucking hell, they're keen, aren't they? <laughs> they keen. are. Yes. So we got in. Uh, well, they locked our phones outside. Then we got in. We coat check. And I, we started walking around. I started noticing that like half the women were already naked or wearing very, very skimpy lingerie. Um, but the men were in tux. So I'm like, OK, I don't know, like half the women were naked. The men were clothed. So I was yeah, like, I don't it. know. I'm going to keep it. my dress on. That's an odd dynamic, Dr. Tara, because <laughs> I would it? feel, yeah, like. And I don't, I've never been to a sex party, but from what I could gleam from this dynamic, right? <laughs> like, I would think it should be level playing field. Like, if girls are having their boobies and bits out, boys have to have their willies and things too. Like, it just has exactly. to be even. And I I, I do, I assume, and like, otherwise it all, that's like the power dynamic, the way people are looking at things. Like, that would give me a little, that would make me a bit anxious. I would want everybody yeah. naked or everybody in clothes. I can't have this half and half. <laughs> You're like, commit. no, not, everything is black and white. No, yeah, <laughs> literally. Not this gray shit. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm not, as I'm sure you're noticing, I'm not the most flexible of people. So. 
I don't know how well I do in one of these environments. Not well, obviously, yeah. I'd be terrible. Well, you know, but but gotta give it to them because by midnight, almost everyone was naked. <laughs> so the boys were shy. They were shy. I was so gonna say like longer. They got like, you know, a couple of martinis in. Then they started getting like going to the corners and get naked. So it just took the lads like a little bit longer to warm up to it. Right. All. But the women were daring, like at yeah. least half of them, because they, they got in, they didn't need any drinks, they just got naked. Yeah. So it was a it was a cool dynamic because like the women were very confident from what I've observed, and then the men like took much longer to like ease into the nudity. Then yeah, we had a they popped champagne for the New Year's, and then you know as you walk around, there were just people fucking and sucking everywhere. Donatara, <laughs> I love that you've absolutely decided to have like a no holds barred attitude to this. <laughs> And not not like lead me and slowly just completely no. wallop me with the information. Yeah. Great. Okay. So everybody's just shagging, going wild, having the best time. And then was there yeah. something special for New Year? Was there like fireworks or well, was it just all like everybody was just a sea of well, people just getting it, worn like hats and that? Does me squirting count as fireworks? <laughs> Sexual fireworks. That's fireworks for some people. Yeah. Oh, I'm so pleased you had a really nice time. So, you know, but we did a, they did a little countdown. There was like a burlesque, sexy burlesque dancer. Nice. She was fully naked. She was in this huge martini glass full oh, I love with, that. Like, filled with champagne. She was dancing in it, like bathing in it. And then she popped the champagne when everyone counted one. And then happy new year. No, mate, that it is was, pretty amazing. And you are all It was really cool. Naked and outright. So obviously you've set the scene and it sounds as though you had a pretty epic New Year's. Yes. I'm always like a bit, I, I wonder about the aftermath because when everybody's like, you know, feeling some type of way, proper horny, like just living their best life, fired up, like super attracted to everybody, feeling themselves. Like, I don't know, when everyone's like that, yes, like you're going to get in amongst it. You're going to have a brilliant time sucking fucking all the rest. Mm. But like afterwards, do you just like, I, I don't, like do, do you just slink off and go and put your clothes on and leave? Or <laughs> like, do you swap business cards? Like, I don't understand, like, is there... I don't understand what the aftermath is. Everyone just you um, gives uh, themselves do... a clean. I don't know okay. what happens. They have to do like a, a a show about like SX sex parties where it ends with people swapping business cards. <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought that would happen. I just I just I don't I don't know at all what happens. Like if they have particular chemistry with someone, do you think, oh, we could keep in touch or is it proper like no, no once you're done, you're done. No, at parties, especially a party like this, it's more like kind of indulging, being in the moment, mainly connecting with your partner, maybe involving others, maybe not. Because a lot of people were just sucking and fucking with their partner, but like maybe they share the same bed with, you know, three other couples and kind of touching around and feeling it around, but they ultimately just had penetrative sex with their partner okay. um while some were like that others were you know really enjoying the group sex dynamic and that's either way it's fine as long as it's fun and consensual um yeah. towards the end so we we left around 2 a.m um yeah after i squirted twice <laughs> wicked <Yeah. laughs> 
I was ovulating, so I feel like I had a lot of sexual energy. Yeah. Um, Then we, I put my coat on, you know, I I wipe, wipe, wipe my legs and my butt and my pussy. (laughs) And then I I put a coat on, my partner put his tux back on and we got an Uber and we got home and then he made me um, omelette, an omelette. Oh, nice. Because you are ovulating. I get it. Yes. I'm hungry. It's, you know, 3.30 a.m. I need to eat before I go to bed. So he made me an omelet. It's very, it's very sweet. It's very no, wholesome. It's not quite the word I would use <laughs> to describe your New Year's Eve festivities, but certainly the aftermath. And it does sound like you've gone into 2024 with a bang, mate. Like, literally. So good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Although I wish I had Doritos with me when I was in that Uber. I was very hungry. Post, like post-coitus snacks are so important. Like I love that you said post-coital. Oh, I'm really... I love Brits. Brits are awesome. Post-coital. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You might actually just... I've noticed I'm trying so hard to be cool and down with this dynamic. But honestly, Dr. Tara, I'm so uncomfortable. Like, I'm very... I'm such I'm such a prude. But, like, I am trying to be better, which is what were... What what you're here... Well, not what you're here for specifically. I'm very interested in you. But obviously, you know, branching out. In what way? Oh, always. You're a lovely bit of kid. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I wanted to, obviously, we, we went in just balls to the wall there, literally. But yeah. um. And for anyone, take a deep breath. <laughs> yeah, let's, you know, for anybody who's not aware, Dr. Tara is a professor of relational and sexual communication, which I'm sure you guys kind of had a bit of an inkling. Um, but what exactly does that mean? Yes. So I teach a class at a university. I teach at Cal State University and I wow. teach sexual communication, which entails um, theories and research on interacting in sexual contexts within a a span of like a lifetime. So we start talking about um, first sexual encounter. So like when people have their sexual debut, having sex the first time, what's the what does the research tell us about first time having sex? Um, What are some theories to understand, like, quote unquote, losing your virginity? And then we go into sex as, you know, 
um, young adults? Um, what are some theories and research around human sexuality, uh, maybe gender, sexual orientation? Then we go into some kinky stuff, uh, research on dirty talk, okay. um, pillow talk, um, research on swearing and how a lot of people find that sexy, Vicky. So I'm sure a lot of people find you swearing very, very sexy and oh, sensual. I always just <laughs> I always just get told it's not ladylike. <laughs> I'm not trying to be fucking ladylike. And then we go into like non-traditional sexual behavior. So like BDSM and kinks, uh, fetishes. Yeah, yeah. And then we end with technology. So porn use, research around that. We end with like sex robot. What will sex look like in the future? And that's kind of the whole semester of this class. And then obviously, I mean, not trying to sound judgmental in any sense of the word, but I did drama, media and cultural studies at uni. I was qualified <laughs> to do absolutely nothing when I left. It's a good thing I landed on my feet where I have because it was not vocational at all. But what are the people who take your class? Like, what what are their prospects outside of it? Are they all hoping to be sex therapists? Or is there loads of different spaces they can move into? Like, I'm super interested. Yeah. So the cool thing about my class and the way my university um, has made my the status of my class to be is anyone can take it. It's an elective. So it's more like building a skill for your life, like a lifelong skill yeah. building class rather than, you know, like calculus or um, a subject based class. This one anyone can take, which is so interesting because in a lecture hall, I'll have, you know, engineering students i'll have like the communication students i'll have uh like geology <laughs> or you know history students i'll have nursing students yeah uh, psychology students and you can really see the dynamic within the class of the real world like yeah. how the real world works and how these different people talk about relationships dating and sex so in your opinion, then, the people who are taking your class, is it more for like a personal understanding and like to have a better sort of sex life and a, a better understanding, a better quality of, of intimacy and stuff like that? Is it more for that rather than like, oh, I'm going to use this to do X, Y and Z when I leave uni? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's an elective class, so anyone can take it. And wouldn't you take a sex class over like statistics? Oh, I mean, honestly, like, like I said, I'm a prude. And if somebody asked me to do anything involving maths or like geography or rocks or anything <laughs> shit like that, I would 110% take shagging over that. 110%. Yeah. yeah. Sex uh, class. And all these kids think the same, you know, that they're, they're in university, they're, they're sexually active, they want to learn how to communicate better, how to interact better, feel more confident, have better sex, yeah. understand sexuality overall better. And it's interesting, you know, like we talk about everything from like history of BDSM to, like, you know, it's just not something you learn in other uni classes. No, I can imagine it being super interesting. And also like, gosh, <laughs> I, I say this like us Brits, like I'm speaking from my own personal experience. I feel like we could really do with understanding more, getting outside of our comfort zone, being a little bit more brave and experimental and everything. But like, I don't know. I can imagine that's, is that, is that just Brits or is that kind of universal? Do you think everybody could do with like taking a class like this, understanding sex better, understanding their body more? 
everybody could yeah. benefit from a class like this. Everybody around the world, you know, I'm originally from Thailand and I think Asians need this class too. Um, but from working with Brits on the show, I've learned a lot about how Brits of different demographics approach yeah. the idea of sex and talking about sex. So to me, it's like, there's a lot of very sexual communities in especially like London or the metropolitan areas in in the UK. Uh, but when it comes to talking about it, people are really shy. But then they will like go to, you know, um, they will go to like a BDSM party and then get their clit pierced. <laughs> but then they won't talk about it. Yeah, you know, so never mention it. <laughs> it's so interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. so interesting. I think it's in the British culture to like not talk about sex in public. Well, just to not talk about anything, mate. Like, <laughs> I think obviously we're not a nation of mutes. That's not what I'm suggesting at all. But I think until very recently, like I remember telling me mom about ten years ago now, maybe that I was going to start therapy, and mm -hmm. she was mortified that I was going to go to therapy. Oh, she was like, was she like, there's nothing wrong with you? Yeah, she was, obviously, she was like, I oh, don't understand what you need to go to therapy for. Why can't you talk to me? And the funny thing was, Dr. Tara, she then spoke at me for about 45 <laughs> minutes about how I could always talk to her if I needed to. And I was like, Ma, you've just talked at us for 45 minutes. Like, I haven't had a chance to get a word in edgeways. Like, I absolutely love the bones here, but fucking hell, I need to speak to a professional. And I think like where you like, girl, you also need therapy. <laughs> no, I was also like, you actually could really do with speaking to somebody as well. <laughs> but like, we're it's not just sex. Like, we don't talk yeah. about anything. We don't talk about our feelings enough. Like, we don't talk about our trauma enough. Like, we don't talk even even just sitting down and explaining if you've had a good day or a bad day. Like, mm -hmm. we don't do that enough. So, I think the idea that we that we would we would have to we would need to talk about sex more is is understandable it's obvious do you think we're getting better i don't i feel like we are i think slowly but surely brits are getting better at communicating i think so i think so i've watched some old documentaries about um like you know england in like the 1980s and stuff it was like a lot more secretive everything was a lot more secretive yeah. than now um well you know if you go to certain areas in London, it is very sexually open. Oh, yeah. Wild man. Soho loves it. Yeah. Very, very sexual. <laughs> oh, you know, gays are actually quite like pioneers of being sex positive and being honest about sexuality and talking about sex. So I think it, it makes sense that it started there. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it does make sense, mate. And I do think we are, like slowly but surely, we are all getting there. Yes. So let's start with you, Vicky. Ah, oh my God. Um, it's 2024. Really? What's put, your one sex goal? Really putting the pressure on there, Tara. Just one. Just one. Anything at all that you want to try this year? Uh, improving, maybe for yourself, maybe with, with a, a partner. Just one sex goal. Okay, right. This is it. So I absolutely love my fella. He's disappeared. Fella. Was, me fella. He's looking after the dogs. We're getting married in September. Um, I haven't Congratulations. Got... That's Thank beautiful. You. Thank you, last. We've been together, like, um, just gone five years. We have a five-year anniversary, and he's a lovely man. Um, mm. But he's got, like, a no... In my opinion, what is a normal man's libido. 
Um, and I've just got like a really, what's it like a low libido? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm just tired all the time. Like I fucking rush around working a full-time job and then also trying to like manage a home and care for the dogs and be everything everybody needs us to be all at once. A good sister, a great auntie, a, a mm-hmm. good part. And when I collapse into bed at night, you know, like the last thing I want to do is fucking reverse cowgirl or whatever it is that he's like envisioned I'm gonna fucking want to do and I feel really bad sometimes like I I like I like different types of intimacy like for me I want to I would watch a box set and hold his hand and that would actually tick loads of boxes for me don't get us wrong I still want to have sex sometimes but it would be lovely that you know but I understand he needs something different but I'm just so fucking tired Dr Tara I need to I I want him to be happy and I I want to I want to want it as well. And I feel really bad saying this out loud because it feels like it's a reflection on Urkan and it's not because I've been this way my whole life. I've never been like a swing from the chandeliers type girl. <laughs> so I, I just would like to, I suppose, I would like our needs to be met in the middle a bit more because I feel mm-hmm. bad. I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like I have to, first off, I have to commend you because that's very, very self-aware. Oh, and for the amount of people I talk, I've talked to that are not self-aware, there's plenty. So first off, good job for even just being self-aware and have empathy for your partner mm-hmm. and not just think, you know, oh, um, why him. doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Um, fuck why doesn't he <laughs> cater to my situation? Right. Because a lot of people tend to think me, 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 me. But it's very telling that you're in a healthy relationship that you're thinking about him. That you're like, how can we meet halfway? How can I get there halfway and he meet you halfway? So I think that's beautiful. Um, Three things came to my mind immediately. Uh, First off, you have to start trying these guided sexual meditations. They're only five minutes and it's guided. So it won't be quiet. I think a lot of people's problems with sitting down in, in silence and closing their eyes is hard because they are so used to doing stuff that they're told to do. Yeah. That's why guided meditations are beautiful. Um, and guided sexual meditation helps you feel erotic within you, right? When you're on the go all the time, go, 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 and, you know, working and meeting everyone's demands, your body is not in eroticism. No, it's absolutely not, babe. I'm the furthest from feeling sexy Um, ever. (laughs) Like, I'm in full-on crisis, like, survival mode, and the thought that all of a sudden then I'd just be horny is mad. It's mad. Yeah, it is. It's really hard when you're go, go, go all the time to feel erotic. So five minutes, only five minutes guided sexual meditation. I have them. It's free on is YouTube. It like, is I'll it send like you app? the link. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's just on YouTube. It's free. You pop it on on your phone and you listen to it. Close your eyes and do what the guy tells you to do. I can and do that. Yeah, it's five minutes. You can do it in the car. You can do it in the bathroom. You can do it in the bedroom. Um, Try it for a week and see how you feel. A lot of my clients have seen improvements in their sexual desires, in their libido, in feeling sexier, more erotic. So we'll see about that. So that's my first um, advice. Dr. Tara, do I do that on my own? Is it just, uh, just I'll put my headphones on and I listen to that. It's not like we do it together, is it? I don't know why I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, there are two types, and they're both on YouTube. If you search my name, um, there's a uh, one where it's solo and it's more like for self maintenance, self improvement. But then there's also a couples one, okay. in which we encourage. Well, I encourage people to do it together as a couple, naked if you can, because then you can really feel the eroticism together. Yeah. So yeah, you can try both. You can try on your own, and you can try one with your partner. It will be a fun activity for 2024. Yeah, well, I think I'll start with doing the one on my own. And if I can get yeah. my head around that and be like, and I, I, you know, take it seriously, do it properly, then I'll try with Erkan as well. That's good. Okay, so that's number one. What, yes. I'm, I'm going to do that 110%, right? What's number two? Number two is mutual masturbation. Have oh. you guys done that before? Um, like no. you masturbate together <laughs> in the, like basically enjoying each other's physical company and moaning and energies but not necessarily penetrating or engaging with each other right no <laughs> you're really overestimating me as a sexual <laughs> being here um I, I haven't no it's not okay <laughs> no I think this will compromise you like feeling like oh my god it's just a lot of work I don't feel like reverse cowgirl right now but still want to be erotic with a partner with your partner and still wanting to feel sexual connection because really like sex is not about sex sex no. is about connection exactly right? that's what I mean and, and I feel bad that he, he's missing yeah. that element um, okay, so right. So that mutual masturbation is masturbating together on the bed. Like, you, do you have a vibrator? Oh, I haven't got one. I got sent one off Charlie Brooks. She had a collection. Um, I know the dog ate it, mate. Well, well, I had one. Right. So Charlie Brooks was like a really nice actress in the UK. She brought out a collection with Anne Summers okay. and she sent me one. Okay. Um, and I was like really excited to try it and that. And that it was. It, well, the dog ate it. So he didn't eat the full thing, but he's chewed it. So I should probably get a new one. I can't use it Your now. dog ate your vibrator? Yeah, well, he just <laughs> just chewed the edge. Honestly, they're so scruffy. Like, I haven't got a pair of knickers without holes in the crotch. <laughs> is, really this is your boys. sex life. Nah, this is <laughs> my so dog ate my vibrator. <laughs> it's over. It's I over. It sounds like I'm, like, making excuses for why I haven't done my homework. No, no, the no, dog no, no. Me no shame, no shame. No okay. shaming at all. It's okay. Anyone listening, even even if you're, you know, in your 40s, 50s, you've never had a vibrator, never too late to start. I have a woman who's 62 years old, and I got her on her first vibrator, and she is loving it. From the She's experiencing all kinds of oxytocin, all kinds of serotonin, all good feel-good hormones from her masturbation routine. So, um. I highly recommend getting a nice, easy-to-use vibrator and start masturbating together. Okay. Like, then, hey, babe, want to do some masturbation and masturbate yeah. together? You can enjoy each other's kind of, like, energy being sexual without, like, a lot of work. Yeah. I feel like a fan will absolutely not know what to do when I ask that question. Like, hey, babe, <laughs> want to masturbate together? You'll think I've been fucking taken over by some sort of body-swiping alien. Um Quick question then, like yes. while while we're on this vein, which is a horrible um, turn of phrase considering our our general topic, but um, ha like how m much should you be as a healthy, happy adult? Like, how much do you think we should be masturbating or you know reaching climax or whatever? Because I probably think I'm definitely not doing mm. it enough. 
Mm-hmm. There's two factors you have to think about first before coming up with that answer. The first factor is your baseline sexual desire. Okay, mine's quite low. Um, if you're someone that have like moderately to low sexual desire, um, that masturbation routine might be you know once a week, yeah. um, once every two weeks. Yeah. Um, if you have a higher libido, higher sexual desire, it could be um, once a day. Daily masturbation is healthy, and there's nothing wrong with that. So it just depends on your baseline, and that's the first factor. The second factor is having sex with your partner. And as we agree, and I think everybody listening agrees, sex is not about sex. Sex is about connection and intimacy. And, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, having that connection with your partner. It's very important for a lot of people. They try to push aside sexual intimacy, and they're like, "Oh, but we are intimate in other ways, right? We're emotionally connected. We're intellectually connected. Uh, we're connected through interest, humor, all of those things." However, you can't deny the power of sexuality and eroticism. It's the reason why we're all here. Yeah, is the reason is the womb. It's the reproductive system. Is the reason why we're all here. So it's very, very powerful, and you will do yourself injustice by putting it aside. Mm-hmm. So now the question, your question is, healthy adults, couples, how many times should they have sex in order to maintain this connection? Um, the unsatisfying answer is it's up to you. Yeah, but the research so answer is mm-hmm. once a week. Okay. All right. Okay. So you there's see? a big research that found couples that reported are, are the happiest and have the highest sexual satisfaction within their relationship tend to have sex at least once a week. Okay. So as long as once a week you get to physically connect with each other, um, I think that's good. I think you just became my boyfriend's favorite person. <laughs> Once a week. <laughs> Once a week, baby. I will let him know. Is he um, listening? <laughs> no, normally he does. Like normally he ha- if I'm on a pod and he has like the hi- the slightest hint of sexual talk, he's like downstairs, <laughs> like straight on it. But I have sent him away with the dogs at the moment. Um, I totally derailed you, Dr. Tara, because you were telling me those three things. And before we wrap up part one, I just want to get the last one. Yes. So uh, the first one was sexual meditation. You yes. can do it alone and with a partner. The second one is mutual masturbation, masturbating together. It's kind of like good sex for lazy people. <laughs> and then Perfect. right on my yes. street. <laughs> the third factor is to include more individual oral sex. Um well, when you say individual oral sex, I feel like it means you kind of do it. You mean doing it on other people, right? So you only giving him a blowjob as a session, like that is it. The sexual session, no reciprocity because you're you're worshipping your man. And then vice versa, you should schedule a pussy worshipping session where he just eats you out until you come and you have to do nothing in return. Wicked. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, I'm really glad I asked about that for My third advice is an oral sex worshipping session where you do this for your partner, really dedicating it to your partner. And your partner doesn't have to do anything for you in return. It's really liberating where you just receive. I can't imagine like where there's no sort of like in the back of your head, like, oh, this is amazing, but I've got to do X, Y, and Z next, where it's just like, right. 
okay. Yeah, you just different. lay there, open your legs, and you know he just go to town and eat you out. <laughs> you can come, then go to bed, take a bath. <laughs> oh, sounds great. I love baths. Um, yeah, yeah. Tara, I've had most part a really nice time. I've been a little bit uncomfortable, <laughs> but I suppose you know we're pushing boundaries in 2024. Um, will you come back in part two? I want to ask you all about your gorgeous relationship with your lovely husband and yes. celebs go dating as well. Yes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.